It's time for the most average podcast ever. It's Zach. It's Division One football. It ain't intramurals. And the nose. Go play intramurals, brother. Go play intramurals. All right, folks. Welcome. It's week twelve of the NFL season. This is volume seven. Zach and the Nose podcast, talking fantasy football, talking a bunch of other stuff. Uh, and I bring the nose on every week. My partner in crime at Spencer Nose on Twitter. That's N O S E, by the way. If you want to hit him up on Twitter for some questions, if you don't get the answers you need from the podcast, which is kind of impossible because we answer everything here. But if we don't, that would be the way to get the advice you need for this week's games. It's Thanksgiving week. That's why we're doing this a day early this week. There's a big slate of games on Thanksgiving and then your regular slate Sunday and Monday night. Um, but it is Thanksgiving, so I'm very excited. This is a, a big time of the year for me and the family, as a lot of families out there. And uh, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. And so with that said, I bring on the nose, my partner in crime. Nose, how are you? Happy Thanksgiving. Best week of the year. Yeah, I believe so, that it could be, uh, if not the best, uh, right up there. Uh, more than uh, than anything, it's obviously the, the feast and everything and the football games. Three games on Thanksgiving Day. Tons of food, tons of leftovers, the whole deal. I'm salivating as I say this right now. I just can't imagine what it's like in your house for Thanksgiving. Or, or I could imagine it. I actually wanted, right. to, I wanted so, to jump right in and sort of... Guess. Yeah, I would like to play this game real quickly. I would like you to think uh, in your head and, and try to spit out what you think a normal Krantz family Thanksgiving Day uh, feast looks like. Well, let me ask you. You're at your parents, correct? Yeah, we'll be at mom, uh, Grandpapa Krantz's house and Mama Krantz's house, yes. And give me an idea of how many people are there. I believe this year it's going to be me, my wife, my son, Uncle Joshi, the grandparents, and possibly four to six others uh, family members uh, that are, are that are probably 50-50s at this point. So I'm going to just jump right out there. Yes. And this is my imagination running wild. Yes, please. I will correct you. Or I will give you the nosebleed or nose candy on those things. I have you guys having two turkeys. Follow me for a second. Okay. Two turkeys. One is simply handed over to both you and Joshy, your brother, with like one of those butcher knives. Mm. And you just smash that thing right in half. And you get a half a turkey... Your brother gets a half a turkey, and then everybody else gets, you know, the other turkey for everybody else. All right, well, we'll go step by step. So, yes, this is what happens with the turkey. My mom cooks a humongous turkey. We're talking 25, 26-pounder. I mean, mungus, huge mungus. Whether we have 10 people there or 47 people there, it's the same size turkey. That's a turkey for two, though. Well, what happens is dad takes it out and dad carves it. Uh, Me and Josh stand next to the carving to get the bits and pieces off. My dad... Uh, if you know my father, Grandpapa Krantz out there, you put your hand near there. My dad does not hesitate, finger or hand, to have the very, very sharp knife hit the board. If so much of a finger comes near the board, he will legitimately try to chop it off and not have any cares about it in the world. Uh, It has almost happened to myself and my brother on numerous occasions trying to get turkey off there while he's carving. I have almost lost a pinky and a ring finger. I got questions. Electric knife or old Mm-mm. school? Old school. Car- he, he does the sharpening right beforehand. The whole deal. No electric knife. He has an electric knife. He doesn't believe in it. Stuffing in the turkey or stuffing outside of the no, turkey? No, outside of the turkey. You- Inside the turkey are apples and oranges and all kinds of fruit and all kinds you of stuff. You go with the citrus my, turkey. My mom's, uh, my mom's uh, simple delight is getting that turkey stuffed. I would be so scared for, your, you know, for the rest of your family 
for getting turkey after you and your brother are standing there salivating over it? It's it's a rough one because you know the white meat real quickly goes, and then my dad, you can't touch the like the leg. Like, he eats it straight off Renaissance Fair. You yes. know the whole deal that. Um, you got to be careful. He's a man, that's why. No, no, he, yeah. no knife and fork. I think he eats stuffing with his fingers also. <laughs> I thought you were um, trying to lose weight. Lay off me, I'm starving. Okay, Bill. What other sides are we looking at? Green bean casserole. Okay, must. Uh, yams with marshmallows. Of course. Not normal sweet potatoes or anything like that, just the straight yams Out with of the can? Uh, probably yams out of the can. And then yeah. bake it with and the then bake yeah. it with the marshmallows on top. Marshmallows have to have that special kind of burn on top. Nothing crazy with that. Uh, let's see. It's the like the Publix rolls or whatever it is. Like you got to have those out there also. I'm getting the pleasure right now of watching you as the oh, saliva I'm, is yes. like literally. Oh my no god! Idea. You really love it. This Thanksgiving is is right up there with one of my favorites. Uh, the stuffing is obvious. I believe it's stovetop. It's nothing crazy. My uncle used to make homemade stuffing. Okay, like cut up herbs and spice, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't happen anymore. Everyone's getting older, so we just do the stuffing. I believe it's like ten boxes of stuffing. Also, do you and your brother like go into a corner and like? Take you know, say basically say stay away from me for like twenty minutes. I'm in doing my business. No, no, no. I'll eat uh, at the t- you know, like we we either have it like at the little table by the TV or like the little buffet style. Uh, uh, you know, it's never really like to sit. If we have like twenty five people at the house. Uh, we'll start at the table. Everyone has to start at the table, and then kind of two minutes into it, everyone's all over the place. Now, I heard your nightmare scenario today live on the Joe Rose Show. You actually have a full sit-down, can't-get-up type of dinner, and I believe half your family's okay with that, and the other half is not. Right. So a few years ago, my mother-in-law, who does an incredible job at Thanksgiving, uh, decided to host my family as well, which was very, very, nice, very, yeah. very nice. in-laws. Well, party, yeah. I, I'm in a family that there was never a table, like a, literally a table. My mother-in-law has a table where she'll get leaves. She'll literally do one of those crazy tables to the nine fruits and vegetables and takes a lot of pride in it. Well, the first year we put our parents together, I was so stressed out. I started drinking Jack Daniels at like nine in the morning. Wow. Because, well, my brother and my father, they're just men of habit. They watch football when they eat turkey. Okay. There is Right. So I started to explain it. I'm like, guys, listen, you're going to my mother-in-law's. Yeah. She really wants everybody to sit at the table. It was a bad That's scene. That's a disaster. Yeah. yeah. It was a bad scene. So what did I do? Like any smart professional would do. I got my mother-in-law drunk Real quick, oh, that smart year. move. Yeah. yeah, here, here's some wine. So all of a sudden, that because she was prepared for knowing we were on in to watch football, and she wasn't really having it. But I softened her up with Good a, for few, you. a few drinks, yeah. and you know, yeah, we sat at the table for like five to ten minutes. Okay, and then all of a sudden, my brother disappears, scatters. My dad disappears. Yep. and they found the TV, That's and it. it ended up all working out and okay. everything. So now. It's kind of known now what the deal is at the Thanksgiving well, dinner. I think that over the years, the tradition of having to, we both, I guess is the best way is we both gave a little bit here. Okay. We, we go to the table for a little while, but it's mostly watching football. I mean, come on, it's football day. All us. right. Now here's with all that said, and this will be the final Thanksgiving kind of note we have here. Dessert wise at Thanksgiving. What's at the nose's dessert. Is there any dessert at oh, that point? Th- my mother-in-law is an incredible. She bakes everything. She is, you know, you know. Her. Oh, no, yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. She bakes a fresh key lime pie Whoa. that makes Joe's key lime pie look like crap. Wow. Yes, I said it. Wow. She makes something called buttermilk biscuit. Sponsor, yeah. Buttermilk biscuit. 
I know buttermilk pie, which is literally just like sugar that is. I can't even explain. You're it. starting to salivate I'm a little. Literally, bit. I'm salivating. I'm ready for this. By the way, I, I have to. Otherwise, I'll get killed for this. Also, my brother also makes fresh uh, cornbread. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Cornbread. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Josh. Because if I don't have that in there, Josh will literally kill me uh, for that. And uh, and like three pies, I go buy th- pies from everywhere. I buy key lime pies somewhere, pumpkin pies somewhere, an apple pie. Bring it all over. And if there's only like six of us this year, possibly it's a lot of leftover pie. Lots Every, of pie. Everything is homemade in my in my Thanksgiving, wow. and I can't wait. But let's transition into right. what's the best part about Thanksgiving. You get fantasy football. That's action. right. You get a lot of football on Thursday. A triple header starting at noon on Thursday. What are the games, real quickly, uh, on Thursday uh, for, for uh, the docket of games? I well, you got your traditional Lions at home. They're playing the Bears. I feel like that game is almost every other year right, there. Yeah. It's and that's a game where uh, I'm expecting pretty good defense. But I actually like Tarek Cohn in that game. I'm okay, just so if you guys yeah. are looking to start somebody in each game, I'm giving you a feature. I like the Rabbi in that game. The Cowboys are at home against Colt McCoy's Redskins. Wow. Pick them up and start Cowboys defense. That's a no-brainer right when you're eating that delicious food. Mm. You could watch also Dak Prescott have a nice game. We'll get into that. And then the nap game at 8 o'clock, Then it's unfortunate. Right. The struggle at the 820 game. I've been drinking. I'm not lying. I've been drinking since the morning. And you probably had two plates of food. I've had a minimum of two plates of food. And then all of a sudden you have the Falcons at Drew Brees. Great game. Whipping that off. That's Maddie Ice. That's Julio Jones. That's Manu, uh, uh, Sanu, excuse me, Tevin Coleman. On top of it, you got Brees, Traquan Smith, obviously Michael Thomas, the two running backs there. So my point is there's so much fantasy action in that game. But anyway, it's a wonderful slate of games. And I look forward to it. And I hope you're hopefully listening maybe today on Thanksgiving and you have a great day on that. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun Thanksgiving Day. All right, let's go back. Let's recap some last week. Week 11 of the NFL season was last week. Week 12 this week, obviously. Uh, In week 11, uh, a little bit of a rough week for you, huh? I didn't do so great. All right, so we had some nosebleeds. Uh Uh-oh. Nosebleed. Uh, last week from some of your nose picks. Let's go through them quickly so uh, we don't have to embarrass you too much. I'm so embarrassed that I'm going to even embarrass myself right now. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm going to do this in my Long Island Jappy voice. Because, wow. Because I'm so embarrassed. Like, oh my God, Carson Wentz totally killed me and went for 156 yards and three interceptions. I mean, what the F? Alshon Jeffrey in the same game only had four catches for 33 yards. I mean, I thought he was a star. Did you see him in the Super Bowl last year? What a joke. But nothing, like, totally freaks me out like Demarius Thomas. I mean, I ate a big Krispy Kreme donut, Mm. and he had zero fantasy points. I recommended a guy who had, like, oh, my God, zero. Doug Martin and Alex Collins did nothing as well. Total crap over it. Oh, that was a rough week and a totally rough voice there. Uh, I would give you like a D minus on the voice uh, for this week. Thank you. But we did have some nose picks that were solid from last week. So if you're going to beat your chest for a little bit uh, before this uh, Thanksgiving feast, uh, start beating it now. These were nose candy last week on some of your picks. Nose candy. Hey, I said start Lamar Jackson. He had 117 yards. On the ground, okay, and then he added another 150 in the air, making him actually a very good start, even though he didn't find the end zone. Those 117 yards on the ground is very nice. Um, I recommended David Johnson and Juju for DFS plays. They both had very solid games. 
I recommended you bench Alex Smith because it was completely obvious that he was going to tear his knee in half. <laughs> I mean, if you guys didn't see that coming, oh, you God, guys, was that terrible? You guys are blind. I said to bench Dalvin Cook. I'm really actually taking pride on that one because I actually love him moving forward. But he had a 10 total yards in that game. Oof, rough. 10. Uh, in the same game, Jordan Howard was uh, 7 fantasy points, and I told you Ugh. to bench him. I said to bench Funchess out of Carolina, and... Uh, well, let's just say that guy, DJ Moore there. Wow, he's with pretty his, good, huh? With his Maryland training, uh, looks to be the man there. So right now, uh, DJ Moore is extremely startable where I would be keeping Funches on the bench. And last night, the nose pick of the week was Brandon Cooks. Eight, uh, eight catches for 107 yards. And ultimately, I'm not happy with that. Um, I wouldn't call it a nosebleed. It was still 8 for 107. But with the score of over 53 points in the game, yeah. you couldn't find the end zone, dude. And he had catched a 50 yards that he just dropped at that. Well, Horrible. I don't know if he dropped. That defensive player made a great play. Yeah, it could have been a lot better. Did but it touch Brand, his hands? It was in his hands. Okay, well, then he should have caught it. Fair enough. So, overall, a mixed week. I was being tough on myself because of that. Demarius Thomas zero was wow. I recommended a zero. So that was a tough one for me. But other than that, pretty decent week. Yeah, not bad at all. All right, so before we get into all your uh, picks for this week, last week we teased some playoff strategies that we were going to go over uh, before the next coming weeks. Uh, this week uh, so far, you talked a little bit about defense. You talked about maybe grabbing a guy and putting him on, there, on the bench just for a week or two. You had Dalvin Cook uh, a couple weeks back. You said must trade for because of what's going to happen in the next couple weeks. Uh, some of the strategies you think so far going into the next couple weeks, which is the money time, which is getting ready for playoff time. Absolutely. So this is the time of the year where if you're going to make the playoffs, it's time to make some moves for yourself that are proactive moves. Going to the schedule weeks 14 through 16 and giving yourself the best chance to win in the money weeks. So right now, you probably have one or you know one defense on your team. Okay. But I'm now telling you, if you know you're making the playoffs, it's time to shed some of the bench players that, yeah, they have the name value but they're never in your lineup. Like, why are you keeping Michael Crabtree at this point? What's he doing on your team? What is Nelson Aguilar right now doing on your team after the last few weeks? Very minimal stuff from them. So let's talk about defenses. Right now, the best defense, for example, is like the Bears. But did you know that the Bears are playing against the Rams week 14 and A.A. Ron Rodgers week 15? You know, yes, I'm not telling you to bench the Bears yet. That's not the greatest matchups. Did you watch the game this past week? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. the Rams, you know, they put up a half a century on that. They right. did, yes. Right. So as good as that Bears defense is, that's probably not the best fantasy week. So if you have the Bears defense, I want you to look at who is on week 14. For example, the Bills are at home versus the Jets. The Bills are the number one defense, believe it or not, in the NFL crazy. versus the Jets, who are just miserable right now, whether it's Darnold or McCown. I don't even care who it is. The Bills are an amazing play week 14. Or how about Pittsburgh's defense against Oakland? Oakland, again, is a complete disaster. So this is the time to be thinking, okay, yeah, the defense, sometimes they don't get you so many points, but sometimes they could. Kill it. That's right. You have who yeah. is your defense? Oh, Bears right now. Oh, so I'm listening. I exactly. Right. I hope you're yeah. listening very closely because you're notes, yeah. you're very close to Bills, making your week, week 15. 14, uh, right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in, let's another one. Week 15 prime matchups right now. Houston at the Jets. This is a, Houston's a really good defense to pick up. I like Detroit's D at Buffalo in that really cold weather with probably Josh Allen or God knows who's going to be the quarterback at that time. 
I also now, with uh, Washington's quarterback situation, Colt McCoy, Jacksonville is at home versus Washington Week 15. So if you gave up on Jacksonville's defense, if they're a free agent, pick them back up because Week 16, they play against your Miami Dolphins. Right, exactly. So right now, I urge you to look at your team, see the players on the bench that have not been in your starting lineup for the last month, and cut bait. Look at the defensive matchups weeks 14, 15, and 16. The Patriots, again, have a great, great um, week 16, which is basically your Super Bowl championship, versus the Bills at home. Patriots at home versus the Bills in that cold weather. Sounds nice. So these are points that you could literally be the difference of your fantasy finals, semifinals, quarterfinals. Point of the story is be proactive. Get your defenses early. All right, as we like to do here on the podcast every single week, we have a couple segments here, and one of them is who passes the sniff test and who fails the sniff test. A couple of quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers each week. The nose will give you that you should grab on your team or make sure it's in your starting lineup at least this week. So let's start with the world-famous segment, who passes the sniff test? Who passes the sniff test? Nose, give me a couple quarterbacks. Okay, well, Jameis Winston is back. And he is back in a big way. I think in just about a quarter and a half, he had over 200 yards and two touchdowns last week. This is, again, a situation where Tampa's offense is completely loaded. They're the number one offense in the NFL. So he's a gunslinger. If he's on your waiver wire right now, you got to pick him up. If you have him on your roster and you held him, you are super happy because he is a must-start against the 49ers at home. Just the crab-eating gunslinger. I can't really even say it along. He's going to have 300 yards every time he throws. Fitzmagic was just a system quarterback, and now Jameis Winston is the same thing. Those guys pass the ball. They have nothing to lose. I love Jameis Winston this week as a must pick him up and start him. If he's a waiver wire or if you have him on your bench, put him in. Next, Andrew Luck. Man, this dude is back. He is so back. After two, three years of the shoulder being completely out of play, he looks amazing. He's going for, what, his fourth straight 300-plus-yard game. Yeah, he throws touchdown. so many touchdowns. He too. is unbelievable. I love me some Stanford Cardinal action this weekend. He's going against your Miami Dolphins. I hate to break it to you, but it's going to be a big offensive Oh, no, explosion. we tried sucking for like a couple years ago. That didn't work. FIU's finest yeah. is coming home. That's right. TY, hey. this is going to be a big, big game for uh, the Colts offense. It's going to be a nosebleed for the whole Dolphins team. It's going to be. Yeah. And then, again, if uh, you – yearn for Thursday action. I really like Dak Prescott this week. Saw a lot of confidence in this kid. Um, while Zach is eating his bonanza, and again, I have him literally chopping a whole turkey in half oh, and running to. to a corner. Yeah, I, I don't buy to. whatever he's saying. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be watching Dak Prescott throw for 250 yards. He's going to have two touchdowns, and he makes a great filler start if you have Goff or Mahomes because those are the two guys who are on a bye this week. Yep. All right, let's go to the next position, running backs that pass the sniff test. <laughs> Another one you're going to like is Nick Chubb this week. Oh, again. Man, if you're in a keeper league and you got Nick Chubb, you might be really, really giddy about it because Cincinnati is who they're playing. They're invisible on the defensive line. Nick Chubb is now a must-start in all leagues. If you picked him up or if you drafted him and held on to him, I bravo to you, and I know it's you. I picked up Nick Chubb, and that's the only person that might be eating a little bit more than me this Thanksgiving. He's going to – look at you. Very well said, radio guy. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then I'm actually going to go with 
the University of Miami's Gus Edwards. Gus the bus? Uh, do you believe that? I didn't wow. Know, didn't know who he was last week, Zach. I'm the nose. And I, I didn't. No I'm one guessing did. a lot of people didn't know this who he was. This is a practice yeah. squad player, undrafted. I believe he went to Rutgers after. He, he right? did. He yeah. transferred. He was yes. a, like, yep. a graduate transfer. And now he's being recommended to start for the Ravens. And he's a great play against the Raiders. I absolutely love him this week because he's going to get the opportunity to carry the ball, and the team he's playing can't stop a thing. Again, that's just math to me. One plus no, one equals good. two. Exactly. It does? Yep. Oh. And now the guy who I've been mentioning a lot in our podcast because uh, he's either been a must-start or last week was a must-it. Well, we're going back to must-start Dalvin Cook. He's uh, a DFS special. Obviously, you're starting him if you have him in your year long. He's your first round or second round pick. But he's going against a Green Bay defense that is 26th against the rush. Last week, I said sit him. This week, I'm saying start him. And he's basically going to be a, a beautiful play, as we illustrated a few weeks ago. A beautiful play for the rest of the year. Dalvin Cook, must start. All right, wide receivers. Give me a couple that pass your sniff test. Okay. Um, if you've been waiting for Doug Baldwin to arrive, I believe that time has come. Last week, I watched him. It looked like Russell Wilson and him were back to old form together. He was getting a ton of targets. He was making great catches. Uh, he scored his touchdown. I have Doug Baldwin as a guy that you will need to be starting for the rest of the season. Well, unless I tell you any differently. But right now, it's a full go. I actually love the speedster from Texas, Marquise Goodwin, San Francisco 49ers. If that Mullins fever is still alive, I'm jumping on board with Goodwin having a big play against the Buccaneers. Uh, that's just going to be a shootout, and uh, the Buccaneers give up big plays. Yeah, no defense. And the 49ers have that big play player. That's right. And the last one is uh, Drake's favorite, Kiki. Do you love me? Kiki Kute against the Titans on Monday Night Football is a great play. I can't believe I'm going back to the well after the Demarius Thomas debacle, but oh, yeah. I'm putting him to the side for now because I watched Watson just keying in on Kuti. He's sort of that blanket you know, it reminds me of what Randall Cobb was to Aaron Rodgers a few years ago. Just a guy he could trust, get some of the ball all over the field. Um, I think he's going to have a nice game. So if you uh, have Kiki Kuti on your roster, I recommend starting him. All right, so those are some quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers that all pass the nose sniff test. And if you pass a sniff test, you obviously have a couple guys that fail the sniff test. Start with the quarterback position. Give me a couple guys that fail your sniff test. Who fails the sniff test? Well, I'll just be quick. If you're starting Blake Bortles, you should not be in fantasy anymore. You are an embarrassment, and they're going against the Bills' number one defense. I want to really make a make it a point that people know how good the Bills' defense is. They're really good. And on top of that, they're going into the bad weather uh, portion of the season. So if the Bills' defense is on your waiver wire, I love their playoff schedule. They are a must uh, pick up, and they're certainly a must start for this week. Um, also, Case Keenum. Oh, man, I, I put a lot on Cortland Sutton, and I still believe in the Cortland Sutton uh, swag. He had a huge catch to end the game, but I'm watching Case Keenum last week, and I think he's just become complete garbage. Uh, last year, Diggs and Thielen made him look really good. Yeah, they did. Uh, this year it a is, lot of cash. <laughs> this year has been a pretty ugly year for Keenum. Um, I thought he was a bigger gunslinger than he is, so uh, I don't recommend starting him against the Steelers this week. Uh, he's just not doing the job. That being said, if you do have Cortland Sutton and you need a player to start, I still think he's got the talent. Uh, what we're now we're depending on Keenan getting the ball, so it's one of those type of things. Yeah, yeah. And lastly, uh, Marcus Mariota is banged up coming into the uh, week. I think he will start. Uh, it was just a stinger. 
but against the Texans' defense, I have a fear that Watt and Clowney are just going to make him miserable, and he is just not a good start if you have him on your bench um, versus, you know, again, if you have Goff and you have Mahomes, you're starting someone. If it's he's on your bench, I would not go with him. I'd go ahead and go pick up someone like Dak Prescott instead. All right, those are some quarterbacks that fail the sniff test. How about some running backs this week that fail okay, the sniff test? Okay, we'll do test. this real quick. Adrian Peterson, who is coming off a two-touchdown performance, who you're saying, wow, why would you say you don't recommend him? Because he's going to get the ball a whole lot with Colt McCoy as his quarterback. Well, it's exactly that. He's going to get the ball a whole lot, but they're going to have eight guys in the box against him. If the Cowboys strategy isn't making Colt McCoy beat them, I think that the defense coordinator would have to be fired there. Sure, so, of course. So if you're the defense, you're going to stop Adrian Peterson and make uh, Amari Cooper win, but I just think that um, Adrian Peterson's going to have a down game. LeGarrette Blunt is likely to start for on Johnson, who is out, and this is a major no against the Bears' defense. I know you want yourself some th- Thanksgiving action. Don't make it LeGarrette Blunt. That's just a disaster. And then uh, Doug Martin is now unstartable. He's basically losing his job to Jalen Richard against the Ravens defense. It's complete blasphemy to start him, so don't do it. All right, running. Uh, we just went through the running backs. How about some wide receivers now that fail your sniff test? For DFS, a lot of people love Keenan Allen. Uh, last week had a great game. This week he is going against Patrick Peterson one-on-one. That's just something you avoid. So obviously you're starting him in uh, – your season-long leagues, but for a DFS play, starting Keenan Allen is a big mistake. Uh, the next one is Marquez Valdez Scantling. I've been Commercial. all over. Yeah, I've been all over the place with him. I really thought he was going to build a rapport for Aaron Rodgers number two, but now I've learned that Aaron Rodgers only has one guy, and that's Devontae Adams. And then everybody else is just a crapshoot who's going to get the ball. They have a few really good wide receivers that are young, um, but ultimately you can't trust uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling. So I actually don't like him. And um, I wouldn't start. And then the sad truth is that you have to bench every Redskin wide receiver. All of them. Just it. Everybody. Everybody on the, on the Redskins need to be benched until we see what Colt McCoy could do, um, which I don't think is much at this point in his career. It's just a bad situation. It's a bad scene. So if you're thinking about starting Doxon or Jameson Crowder, it's just a bad idea. When Alex Smith got hurt, that's when I realized that Colt McCoy was still in the NFL in the backup there. Yep. So that's an interesting one there. All right, so that is all the quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers who this week passed the sniff test and failed the sniff test. That is the nose, by the way, at Spencer Nose on Twitter. If you have any questions or advice you need to get uh, before the Thursday Turkey Day games, before the Sunday or Monday night game as well, get him on Twitter at Spencer Nose, N-O-S-E. But it brings us to our final segment here on the podcast, the Nose Pick of the Week. Uh, last week's Nose Pick of the Week was Brandon Cooks. We went over all that earlier. Wasn't quite a nosebleed, wasn't quite nose candy, somewhere in between. If he would have touched that end zone once, I would have given you the candy on that one, but he didn't, even though he somehow gets yards just about every single week. This week's Nose Pick of the Week is... It's the Nose Pick of the Week. Jersey, Joe Mixon, Cincinnati Bengals versus the Browns. Uh, Mixon is a player that has underperformed, I believe, in the last few weeks, and it's going to be an explosion this week. If I'm the Bengals, I'm just going to ride him against the Browns, 28th against the Rush. This is a player that, again, I really expected bigger things from, and I'm making the prediction that this is the big week. So if you're a daily fantasy player, this is the guy you want in your lineup. It's a must-start for your week-long or season-long leagues. 
you're going to really enjoy the production from him. Uh, Mixon's going to have 150 yards, two touchdowns, and is the nose pick of the week. All right, before we sign off here on Volume 7 of Zach and the Nose Podcast, Fantasy Football for Week 12, Thanksgiving Day, Turkey Day action. Let's give a couple shout-outs uh, to some of the people that listen to us and big fans. Let's start with you, Nose. You go first. I wanted to give a shout-out to Chris Lacina, who uh, keeps me from having a DUI almost every weekend. Wow, how about that? Yeah, Is thank you, a personal buddy. driver? Big or? fan of the show. Oh. Big fan of the show and helps me, again, he just makes sure I don't drink and drive. All right, that's good stuff. I want to give a shout-out to my attorney who I have on uh, retainer at all times during the day and night uh, because I need to and I do a podcast with the nose, so I have to make sure that I take care of myself and watch all everything that goes on around my life. Andy Smallman, Mr. Smalls himself, who will get you out of trouble whenever you need, uh, and a good friend of the show and a good friend of mine to start off with anyway. If you need an attorney because you killed somebody just tweet at me at Spencer Nose N-O-S-E and I'll give you an attorney who will get you to be living on the streets again meaning he's going to keep you out of jail he keeps killers on the streets wow all right, that'll do it. And that might be our last podcast ever after that one from The Nose. Uh, but that is The Nose. Spencer Nose on Twitter, N-O-S-E. Hit him up for any fantasy football advice. And I am Zach Krantz from The Joe Rose Show here on 560 WQAM. Like I said, possibly Volume 7, the last of our podcast of all time after that last comment by The Nose. Nose, happy Thanksgiving. Eat away, my man. I know you will. Ah, you know I will. Everyone else have a happy Thanksgiving out there. And like I always say at the end of these podcasts, have a great fantasy week, unless you're playing me. It's Zach and the News.